So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome back to No Pills, No Hunger. This is Robin Wong, and I'm so glad you're here joining me today. Uh, You know, I was recently asked um, what it was that made us go plant-based. And I I get that question frequently from people that are sort of thinking about plant-based eating and aren't really sure, you know, get that question of, uh, is that the same as vegan? And people just really aren't sure, but they're often curious about the motivation. And so I thought I would, you know, share with you, and I have shared this in maybe other podcasts, a little bit about our motivation going plant-based. And um, I... I've always, well, not always, but in my young adulthood, right after I got married, was pretty interested in nutrition. And when I went off to college, I actually thought about my initial time there, I thought about studying nutrition, uh, but then I realized I had to take a bunch of chemistry. <laughs> so I changed my plan and I went into communications. Uh, and, but, you know, still always kind of dabbled with it in my personal life, you know, reading um, up on it and my husband's history was his father had heart disease and later on diabetes and he knew he didn't and my his husband my father-in-law had two well, open heart bypass surgeries and we knew we my husband didn't want to go down that road so so we kind of tried to eat healthy and was quite we were quite surprised when he was diagnosed as having type 2 diabetes and it was really interesting how it dovetailed with about the same time that I read uh, the China study, which I had been given and just was had my aha moment, right? And so I presented to our children, um, you know, we're going to try an experiment because it was really, it was interesting how those two events coincided with being aware of another way of eating, which included no animal products with the diagnosis and how that um, this way of eating, this new way of eating could actually, you know, manage the diabetes without medicine, as well as the heart disease, which we had been trying to avoid all along. And it also, you know, the weight loss that comes with it and just avoid chronic disease. We had a young family of four kids and, you know, not young, they were, they were all school age. And, but, you know, when you have children, you really look at your uh, longevity you want to be around. So we had all these motivating factors. And so I took it upon myself. I was a stay at home mom at the time and took it upon myself to, uh, learn everything I could. And we were already eating, uh, not, you know, really low fat and we're avoiding 
be for the most part, but the idea of removing all animal products um, was a bit of a challenge. It uh, presented me as the primary um, cook to revamp my recipes. And now I've got to feed all these kids and my husband. Um, and it's like, wow. So it was a lot of work. I'm not going to say it wasn't. A lot of reading recipes, a lot of failures, um, new ways to shop. So, But I immersed myself um, in reading books, watching videos, uh, attending lectures of the various gurus um, that were from the medical field promoting the plant-based um, lifestyle for health. And so uh, that's that's kind of the, the route I went. It was time-consuming. And, you know, I was still packing lunches for my kids, which I'd already done, but now it's like, okay, instead of sending them, you know, uh, turkey sandwiches or yogurts or something, I was having to rethink all that. At the time, um, they were all very involved with sports. And so it was keeping them full was a challenge, keeping them enough um, calories to keep their growing, growing bodies going took a little bit of maneuvering and, and, and change. It just took change. I had to shift my paradigm and change my habits of what I was purchasing, preparing, and sending in their lunches, right? So it just, um, but it's not impossible. It's completely doable. And and then, you know, you kind of tackle, you kind of get your um, home life going and get your routines. And you're like, oh, now we got to travel or eat out. So that's a whole nother thing. But um, a little, you know, but it's bumpy. And I'm not going to say it's not, but it's, it's completely doable. But I thought what might be helpful today was to give you kind of the five steps of how to manage your diabetes um, if that's what you're struggling with, or your pre-diabetes, or any chronic illness, honestly, um, you know, that's diet-related with diet. And so some of the steps are that they, they in, in, in numbering them see, seem easy, implementing them might be a little more difficult, but completely doable. So step one would be to eliminate all animal products, and that is, you know, you're going to need to steer clear of meat, fish, dairy products, which are yogurt, milk, eggs, cheese. I did a whole thing on a whole podcast on cheese that you might want to listen to. So it's really looking closely at your current um, eating patterns and seeing where those foods come in. And I say eliminate, but what I really want you to do is replace. Okay. So we replace those foods, replace them with the legumes, uh, peas, lentils, uh, beans, tofu, those are your protein foods. Replace that meat protein with other products. Um, plants have protein in them, okay? And and so you don't need to worry about being protein deficient. So replace those foods. And there's so many products now available and so much information now available to people wanting to go this lifestyle. A couple of years ago, I, I saw first of the year, it's like, you're the vegan. I'm like, finally. But, you know, it was all the processed foods they were promoting. So really go back to the basics, whole foods. Think That's why it's called whole foods, plant-based. It's you go back to the whole foods and actually cook them or open the cans of beans and use those and replace them. You can, like in my spaghetti, instead of ground beef or ground turkey, I use lentils. I cook the lentils separately and, and put them in my sauce. And you can, there's lots of lentil meatball recipes, oddly enough, um, which are delicious. So just thinking out of the box. So that's the first step. The second step is to limit high fat foods. 
So the oils, um, the pastries, fried foods, any sort of fried foods, whether it's kale chips or chicken, it's fried food, eliminate that. It comes, it's just a, a vessel to carry a bunch of oil. Um, even if, if you're really fine tuning, uh, eliminating olives, avocados, nuts and seeds. Now, um, if you're not worried about heart disease, you might be able to, and, and diabetes, you can definitely, depends on the stage of where you are with your diabetes, um, you can add a few of those things in, like maybe instead of mayo, use avocado, a little bit of avocado on your, on your um, uh, sandwich. But they're higher fat. Yes, but the thing about it is with those fats, you actually are getting something with them. Uh, whereas you're just using oil, you get nothing with it. It's just calories. And okay, so just, you know, kind of keep that in mind. Um, if you're trying to lose weight, go to the higher calorie plant foods. So you want to try to limit those as well. And the third, third thing is to fill up on fiber. Uh, anytime you eat uh, plants, or which, and, and that's the legumes, whole grains, uh, you know, the fruits and vegetables, they come with fiber, and so you you want to consume about forty grams of fiber a day from all those those food products. And um, you know, fiber is so under consumed in our culture. Uh, you know, most of the people eat way they eat like fifteen to sixteen grams a day, and we want you to be eating forty. Right? That's a huge difference, and it's because meat, um, all the foods that are highly consumed, meat, cheese, eggs, um, you know yogurt, any of the dairy products, anything, don't have any fiber. They have zero fiber in them. Now, if you eat your yogurt and you add some granola and, um, you know, uh, fruit, now you're adding some fiber to it, right? So just keep that in mind. That's all, the fiber comes from all the whole foods and, and it's really good for your gut health. Um, microbiome is a huge topic right now. Your microbiome's kind of your gut flora, a little bacteria that live in there and, uh, you know, generate um, vitamin K and keep things moving and keep things healthy affects so many aspects of your, um, your body and, you know, even your mood. There's a lot of research out about how um, your microbiome imp impacts depression and anxiety and those sort of things. So it's, it's really important. And it's fiber um, is, you know, lack of fiber is contributes to colon colon issues. So fiber is huge. Not to even mention that it keeps you feeling full longer. And so if you're, you know, tired of being hungry, eat more foods, more plant foods that have fiber and it fills you up and um, helps you eat less. So number four was favor uh, low glycemic options. So the glycemic index is something that um, is kind of, uh, a measure and, and a lot of foods will have um, glycemic index in them. I notice it more in like um, Australia, they use it a lot. But you can see, um, you know, they, it gives you an extra bonus. So if you're fine tuning and things are spiking your blood sugars, you know, check the glycemic in index. So for example, uh, in the fruit world, uh, fruits that are a little higher glycemic and, and might cause spikes for people are like watermelon and pineapple. Okay, in the breads, um, a lower glycemic bread would be lower, meaning it'd be better for you to eat because it won't spike you as much, would be like the rye or pumpernickel breads because they're, they're actually denser. 
Uh, so that's just, uh, just it, and what it means is, is how quickly um, it, it shows you foods that increase blood sugars rapidly and now allows, you know, and allows you to, you know, so choose, I'm sorry, choose foods to, you know, stabilize your blood sugars better. So if it's lower on the glycemic index, that means it'll stabilize your blood sugars easier than the foods on the higher end. I hope that makes sense. Um, and so that is a fine tuning thing. If you're doing um, steps one, two, and three, and those are what I do with my clients. I start with obviously step one. I start with removing the dairy out of their diets and we kind of do it a week by week. And this is what my program does as well. You kind of do it week by week. Um, you'll start seeing blood sugars stabilize and come down. Um, and then the step, the glycemic index is more of a fine tuning thing. The last thing I want to suggest is supplementing with B12. So especially if you're over 50, and you might even consider vitamin D. So as vegans or plant-based eaters, um, you're not getting any B12 from meats. And even a lot of meat eaters are now being, over the age of 50 years, are being um, shown to have low B12, um, just the way the meat is processed. So a B12 supplements, uh, a good idea, you can get that um, through a multivitamin or just take B12 separately. Um, or there's a lot of fortified foods to so start reading your labels or continue to read your labels. I should say, should I be reading them? Uh, and to see what has B12 supplements. A, lot, a big thing for a lot of plant-based eaters is to use nutritional yeast in a lot of the recipes. And that usually is fortified with B12. As are a lot of the plant-based milks. Um, you'll find a lot of uh, B12 is fortified in cereals if you're able to eat those. So just, you know, be aware. And again, that's where you're reading your labels really comes in um, handy. So those are the, the five steps. Um, you know, eliminate animal products, which is a biggie. I mean, it is a biggie. I'm not going to deny it's not. But wow, if you'll just see how much better you feel when you do that. And I see it over and over with my clients. Oh, my gosh, it's so wonderful. Like literally weeks, they see their blood sugars drop. Um, and it, it just it's so exciting for me. Um, two, start reading labels and look at the high fat foods, um, you know, added oils in a lot of your foods. Um, fried foods are a biggie. Uh, how you saute your foods, even your vegetables, you, know, are you sauteing them in oil. And I mean, even olive oil. I want olive oil out. Okay. That's not bringing you anything. It's, it's, it's maybe a little bit of flavor, but it really, you know, saute in vegetable, I'm sorry, vegetable broth or, or water. Uh, it, it, you don't need the oil and then fill up on fiber, uh, eat, eat a lot of fiber, keeps you full, keeps things moving. Um, it just so much better for your health, favor the low glycemic, um, option foods, and then think about doing a supplement, a multi, um, or certainly B12 and, and even consider vitamin D. So those are the five easy steps to managing diet type two diabetes. I hope they help. And I, like I said, I, you know, my program, um, Reverse Diabetes Method, is we, we go deeper into it, but those are the steps that I um, teach. And then we add in lifestyle and, and more tips on how to um, actually implement it in your life. Implementation can be difficult, and so, but, but the results are fabulous. So um, I encourage you to start small if you need to. Every little step that you can just 
start taking the cheese off your sandwich or stop adding the cheese to certain products or maybe do a meatless Monday and do a, a veggie chili instead or um, a, you know, bean burger instead, you know, those steps help. Okay. You're moving in the right direction. So I hope this helped. Uh, thank you for joining me. I'm so glad you're here and you listened and I will talk to you next time. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well and you can show them you care about their health by sharing the, these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.